0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Nigerian Space TNS. Um, today we have with us here, as usual, a fair. We have Shopes, uh, myself, Adiola, and we have two guest hosts here today. Um, I'll let them introduce themselves. But um, we have Constant and we also have Otuba Wale. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us on the show today. Um we're going to be talking about the um diaspora impact on grassroots reorientation. And um yes, yeah, if you'd just like to introduce yourself please Otuba Wale, and then followed by Constance.
1: Um good evening everyone. My name is Wale, uh, Wale uh, known as Otumba Wale. I'm originally from uh Ilerugi in Ondo State, Nigeria. Um i'm based in houston texas and i'm a full-time realtor both in america and nigeria
0: sweet thank you so much for that and how about yourself constant
2: hi um thank you for having me here this is constant asabia from ondo state you do i need to be precise um, i live in dallas um an it auditor um, and the cyber security expert um, I'm glad to be here this afternoon. Thank you.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for that, guys. So, um, like I said, we're going to be talking about the grassroots reorientation. We've mentioned it time and time again about holding our leaders accountable so that we can actually see the real change that we desire in Nigeria, not the Buhari change that we were deceived with when he first came to light. And it's very interesting because while I was trying to get myself ready, for the show, I came across um, an article by someone called Are Kola Wale, and um, this was in 1983. So I'll just read an excerpt from the introduction. So he said, "Um, the present direct approach to national development planning relies heavily on the change agents to the detriment of the target groups. Which are rural masses. As a result, the rural right. population, who are supposed to be the focus of development, are not only alienated, but also isolated from the conception, formulation, and implementation of plans. So we can see, just like she said last, last week, the foundation of Nigeria, it's almost as if we keep re-watching the same episodes so i just want to know what you guys have been doing that you feel is different the approaches that you've been taking and just give us some shed some light on the way that you are connecting with the grassroots back home i guess i'll just throw that straight to um Otumba, just to give us um an idea of what you've been doing um with regards to reorientation at the grassroots level in nigeria
1: Oh Ms. Diola, thank you so much. I like I said earlier I sincerely appreciate you uh for inviting me on this show today. Um for me, uh, I guess it was uh in two thousand after my MBA that I realized that in as much as I want to live or enjoy this American dream, there are so many things that need to be done in Nigeria, most especially on those states. And I always say this uh, without my similar word that I care about I care about on those states more than I care about Nigeria. And the truth about it is that I realized that if there's gonna be any change, that the change should start from home. And I after the while you know after the while I started looking into what I can do. So with my real experience here and things I've done in college, I decided to go back home. Before then, I actually talked to people at home. You know, just like Boadi said earlier, a few years ago, when he said that uh, the Nigerian youth are lazy. You know, some people, you know, took it in a bad way. Some people took it as a challenge. But what I found out is that there must be, there have to be something that we are missing. And what I realized is that it looks like we are all focusing all our attention on the federal government and we are forgetting about the grassroots. Even the politicians, or um, take that word back, even those in power. Um,
0: <laughs> you
3: know.
0: I like that. I like that.
1: So we, we, let them, we let them do what they want to do without, uh, without community impact. And I feel like we, the youth, I, do, I mean, if I said the youth, you know, the graduate, the younger adults, are the one enabling them. And and I said something in the comment last week. I said, I said um, there's one thing that, that bugs me now, that hundreds of Nigerian youth are graduate, But when we talk to them or see them, they act like people that have never been to university.
3: Mm. And the truth about mm.
1: it is that now we now have educated good. illiterate that the people in power has not brainwashed them or used the power of money to put them more into poverty that they can't speak for themselves. And the little that can speak are scared of, oh. of um, I don't know, maybe dying or people going after them. And before I went up to Nigeria to actually make a comment and say that, uh, oh, maybe you guys are actually lazy. I mean, before 1980 or even up to 1980 dollar, Dollar, I mean, dollar is nothing compared to, to, uh, to Naira, all because of the agriculture that's, you know, the backbone of Nigeria. You know, cocoa is there. I mean, we are from those states. It's supposed to be the, the capital of cocoa in Nigeria. You know, thank God I was born in cocoa. But the truth about it is that when I, the moment I went back home and I started listening to them and see things from their perspective, I began to see that it is not just their problem. It's just a systematic error that needs to be corrected. And some of these things... Systematic these things, Is that what? Yes, yeah, it's, it's systematic
0: oppression.
1: Systematic, systematic oppression,
4: yeah. oppression, right?
1: Yes. And some of these things also, this is my second point, uh, saying that us in diaspora, US, UK, Australia, whatever it is, we, I'm begging everyone, I mean, we has made my campaign the last two years, to, you don't have to move back to Nigeria. But I'm just pleading that people in diaspora should go back home, even at least once a year. And when you go there, not just go for a wedding party, go back to your homeland, okay. see if you can make one or two impact in someone's life that that can be more of a ripple effect. And to go to your question, that what I've been doing, um, I'm I'm more into real estate and agriculture the agriculture part i have be doing a lot of background work i haven't really tell people but i have teams on grant that we are going to come out in full in full what is the word again uh full force uh if not because of this we're, <laughs> we're supposed to be operating now but in the uh, for the real estate part i i decided to open a a, a, a real estate development company in, in the, and i took the i took the headquarters to Ilarugi on public. now i'm from lg why and Contrary to everyone or every, almost 90% of the people I talk to. So, why don't you do this thing in Lagos? You know, Lagos will make you more money. Lagos is this, Lagos is that. But what happened to places like Oshun, Ondo, Ife, I mean, just name it. So a lot of us in diaspora, we don't, we are not going back home to see things from the perspective of people that are living there and see how we can make an impact taking advantage of the few that are literate and ready to work the systematic oppression i talked about mm. earlier has turned so many people to become lazy the systematic oppression i see has shown mm. so many people to just want to call it now i have a policy i mean the last three years you know that i go mic like almost three four times a year and each time i'm always there at least four to five weeks so i i tell people now if they if they come to me and say oh Wally. Uh please can you give me uh can you give me fifty thousand naira? I asked them, can you work for me? If you uh, can work for
5: me, I have yeah.
3: <laughs> to <bad>.
5: uh, <laughs> you are using the you're using the policy of uh instead of give a man a fish, teach him how to fish.
3: Exactly. Right? Many, like, well, many yeah, Nigerians you know about are
5: not you. you for
0: a day. You feed him for yeah. day, If you teach him how to fish, yeah, you feed him for a lifetime.
1: So yeah, i yeah, guess fair, that is that,
0: the right approach
1: yeah right if I think about it average nigerian i mean america has spoiled so much average nigeria we go to work monday to friday on saturday and sunday even from friday itself, it's party gallon. we drink yeah. beer drink whatever we want to drink enjoy ourselves raw right but only in america we work on sunday and stuff average nigeria my thing is just that it is not the gooder about this town that you want to drink that I cannot buy. As a matter of fact, I can declare as much as you want. But the truth about it is like after then, what is next? What
5: what next? Mm.
1: And so, when you at the moment you become Father Christmas or Mother Christmas, people I mean, there's another thing that we call this entitlement. I mean, I don't even want to go into that one. Yeah. At the uh, moment yeah, we, 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 we had an
0: episode on entitlement. So entitlement. <laughs> oh, sorry, I
1: missed that. The moment you go in, <laughs> the moment you encourage that, the worse it becomes. So for that, I, I decided to Create a small company and I use that company to find a way to empower people, take their weakness and turn it into strength. I mean, I've been operating my business now for almost, long, I mean, officially for the past two years, and every almost every three months, I have to readjust things. Like this two weeks ago, I just I, I just promoted a few people with my company to become manager, assistant manager, move things around, change. And people are like, well, What's gonna say? Yes we have to we have to innovate based on what is on ground we can be in diaspora and talk about nigeria which we we know the problem But thing is just that i don't want us to just see the problem all well, i'm encouraging people let's go back again to our grassroots our village and go and start from there because the more you you, you can you can be giving people money all the time and you expect them to change.
3: You know what? You okay. know, this, this I, me to, I think
4: I'll just jump straight straight to Constant because I say Constant is moving.
3: He's <laughs> ready
4: <laughs> and I like the point you made. And Constant is my very good friend. We've, we've spoken about Nigeria a lot. And I I correct me if I'm wrong, Constant. I know you were part of the um regime is it Mimikos regime you were like part of the regime you were a very yeah. um um you you were ah, what should I say a very strong part of it, yeah. you are an essay right? mm-hmm. part of yeah, it yeah an active part of it and <laughs> you have you, you will also run for opposition I think yeah. so I'm looking at I'm, I'm I want you to come in now because Wally has been saying good things about going back home and doing stuff. I don't want us to bash nigeria too much but and i know you have your experiences that you want to talk about grassroots being in grassroots when you ran for your position what are the challenges that you think you have faced while working even in the grassroots back in um on those days then and also i know you also i'm happy that uh, Wale also mentioned um agriculture i also know you have uh, some experience with agriculture and background in agriculture as well so can you just dive in and tell us your
2: own part of it yeah thank you Otumma, Wale, thank you everyone um, Otumba Wale has laid the foundation um everything he has said is the truth about what's going on in Nigeria right now um it's been there forever you know um i'll start by saying i didn't i didn't get into politics just in by happenstance you know um I had my i t firms in Abuja and the uh, i was able to raise a couple of people that work with me um make them start their own business as well so there was a time the former governor was a minister in abuja and i had to do a couple of things for him and that was when he was about running for the governorship uh, position and one day i told him i said i'd like to make an impact on the youth that so he didn't know i like politics but i've been saying it if the Bad people keep ruling, then the good ones cannot complain. If you're not contributing your own quota, you can't complain. Politics everywhere have its own challenges. Um, mm. So I I decided to go to Ondo State. I, I, you know, and <laughs> like Otumba said, I love my state. Like I love it very much. I love Ondo State very much, and you know because Ondo State has. So much potential, so much resources in Ondo State. You know, I, I I think I've told you, um, Shupop. Yeah, because Ondo um, State has the second largest deposit of bitumen, yeah, after, uh, after Canada. It's it's never been tapped. Three oh. governors have been there. They've been given permission, and the moment you want to start work on that thing, some bottlenecks will come. Hmm. You know, and we don't have good roads, and these are the things that we can use. To build roads in the country yeah. we have silica sand we used to have onwa glass they used to make glass in Onde State. we have oh. silica Onde State has the best beach in nigeria and the deepest port in in nigeria but there's no seaport you know and we have cocoa we have a lot of other things we have you know um ceramic in in our local government and all of that not only that we have People that are well-read, people that are educated that can run these things. But being the way Nigeria is being structured, if we keep running the way we're running, we can't go far. As It's not, you know, we can't be running this kind of system where everything comes from the federal and you expect the guys in the local government to benefit from it. It's not going to be done. And like Otumba said, we have graduates in that country that seems that they are not, you know um, they are educated illiterate. How about the teachers <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> how, how, about the, how about the teachers? How about the opportunities they have? If you go and look at the curriculum that we're using currently in Nigerian education, sorry, am I still on? Am I still yes. on? Yeah, yeah, I can't see my, my screen. Okay. But I'll keep t- talking. So so um, we have, um, you know, um, curriculums that are outdated in that country. We have everything is backward because we don't have anything new that is being presented right now. Even the building code, even... You know, so uh, like I would say... <laughs> Um we talk about the, the people at the local government and the way they run to this big man. I know Nigerians themselves have issues. Um, you know, our own people at the, the local government have issues. Why? Because at a point, I will talk to them like, have you ever challenged any one of these people before? They were, they were your uncle, your, your neighbor's and they, they got into office and they started oppressing you. What have you done to challenge them, to ask them questions about how your resources is being used? You know, but nobody can say anything. You know, not understand. Yeah. And if you, if you keep allowing them to, to do what they are doing, they will keep cheating us. You know, they know that when they keep the people poor, in the next four years, you will sell the next four years to them less than twenty dollars. <laughs> they it, it yeah. it's, it's been done. I mean, another election is coming up in, you know, in those State now. Everybody is jeering up. What are they going to do? Because they have money, Edo State. The Godfather regime. You understand? We haven't got it. Nigerians themselves have to get to a place where we are really hungry, where so
0: we know that you. How do you get to that place? Because then you mentioned. Um, that they are allowing them almost as if we are enabling these so-called politicians or the people in power rather to yeah
3: we yes.
0: continuously so, step like these ones are not even kneeling on our necks they're stepping on it with little to no effort like literally at least taking a knee requires some sort of effort but they're not even kneeling they're just stepping on it and yeah but how can we um, what's the word that reorientation? Because it does, If you're hungry and someone is yeah. giving you books and another person is giving you money, there's no two ways around it. You guys are. No you 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 know, so how do you then? How do you then? I, I, I it. that? It's,
3: a, it's
2: a free ride. You understand? We've given mm-hmm. the politicians a free ride. You know, because some people will bring in the bullying and I will still call them Barbareri Babake. You know, and you know that they're destroying the society. One person, and I'll tell you, um, I don't know if I can mention him here. Um, Omo wale, Omo wale Shure went back to Nigeria and said he wants to fight. He's from the diaspora. He left his family here. He loves Nigeria. He's been an activist. Ever before I even know what activism is. It's been- yes, it's the of yeah. yes, in the days of Abiola, Yes. In Unilag, they, they, that guy has been arrested so many times then. Not yeah. even now. You understand? But what are we doing to support him? You know, I know a lot of people who say they contributed and all of that. But are we even talking to our people? Are we even letting them see? I, the moment they went there, everybody said, "Ah, oh, don't worry, they won't." I know you have a good heart for the country, but they won't let you run. You see, that mentality has that to mediocrity. Change. Yes, Exactly. We, we have to change. When I when I was in government, you know, and my office was supposed to manage the IT, you know, in in the state, but I had a lot of bottlenecks. Instead of me sitting down. And like, oh, this thing cannot be done. I was able to gather a couple of um, young people who were about to leave college. What would be your next steps? What do you want to do? So we have Federal University of Technology Akure there. We have other universities surrounding. And I had this program called the First Youth Economic Summit in Ondo State, where people come in and display their talent. I was able to get Philadro your Israel, Femi Pedro, you know, into that. So these are people, and um, I had a friend from uh, Microsoft that came in. So when they speak, the people from that community were able to look up to them. I want to be like these people, you know. And from those groups, we were able to get two people to work with Microsoft. About, I think about two to work with Google. Um, some of them work with InstaSwitch, Some of them are in KPMG. And my house, my living room became the first IT hub in Ondo State. And I keep telling these people, I said, you know, if you go to Lagos and start your company, it's going to cost you so much money. Why don't you come back to Accra They all said, no, they want to go to Lagos and all. They went to Lagos. They realized that it was tough. As I'm telling you, we have four functioning IT hubs in Accra right now. Those wow. guys, yeah, those guys came back home. Now, one of my boys then, you know, was engaged by this current government. He called me. They wanted me to come home. I said, I'm not ready because I don't see seriousness. So I said, but we will say we won't do it. Let's try. Why don't you go? So they gave him that office and he tried his best. They got um, access with um, Amazon with almost 250 um, licenses to train people and all of that. They, they did all they could. But you know what? There was still bottlenecks.
4: Yeah, Nigeria, yeah. Nigeria.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Nigerian yeah. Yeah. We have to resign from that office. Wow. You know? Wow. But the campaign like like Otumba campaign we have to take back home people. We know that these guys are hungry and they will go in for anything. Instead of Otumba alone starting his business he has i mean he can do so much but what if a lot of us put you know resources together otumba is an expert in what he does somebody else is an expert in it somebody else is an expert in agriculture when we go back home focus on one community first or one yeah. state first. and let's build businesses around that let people start shifting their focus on the peanuts they get from these politicians. When a man can stand on his own and build his family and feed his family, they won't depend on those politicians. Then we can stand up and face them. We can focus. Nobody, no politician is going to come to me and tell me any nonsense right now. I will say and I mean with all due respect, my boss knew then if I needed to say something I will. And he respects me for that because he's not I won't say he's one of those politicians who won't listen to people, you know, but the resources are not there, there are a lot of troubles, there are a lot of challenges if if the, if that state produces businesses you know on those states will grow in an exponential, you know, manner we don't even need too much, all we need is the infrastructure from maybe the electricity and road network and all that leave the rest to the people we will build the, our people are not as you know, um, uneducated as we think they are. Those yeah. guys are really smart. They just need an enabling environment. Just give them little. You, There was a guy that used to follow me and he would come to my house and all that. And I don't, I like him, but I just, I said, see, I'm taking care of a lot of people here. I, I like you. I want you to be able to stand on your own. Why don't you get somewhere, you know, do agriculture, do like fish farming or stuff i can help you get started this guy said he came back to me he said i just got a land and i'm going to plant um, plantain and that's what he started that guy never came back to ask for a dime mm. you understand? now all his boys that they used to follow for they they now look at him as a big boy mm. because he can fend for himself. You understand. He can decide who he wants to follow. So, if we want to impact someone, we have to help them also establish. Even if they're starting with us, we have to let them see that they can stand on their own. I was in New York um, early last year, and about four of my um, of these people I mentored came to give speech at the UN in in um, New York i mean what joy can you have more than that that's a success mm-hmm. story because i have a lot of mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. exactly i have a guy that the first um coding he did was in my office and he told me he never did it before but he can do and that's all i need just tell me you want to do it and i gave him the access he needed. the guy lives in ohio cleveland here he's completely designed um, software for all the golf courses in the united states that guy you have just alleviated poverty from that guy's family
4: you have you just understand. successfully. Played. You have taken him away from Nigeria. That's
2: great. great. The good thing is that the good thing is that they always say, um, go back because they know they know that I love them. Yeah, the they that. State. I spoke with him. He said, "Bro, I'm still gonna go back, but you know, in his family, he's not somebody that they used to listen to. But now, if he tells his dad that dad." have you considered who you want to vote for next?
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. What, and you Like, think like I think Dr. mentioned, the ripple effect, because his dad <laughs> also speaks to his network. <laughs> and exactly. So and so forth. Yeah. And they
2: believe he's doing well here, that he has more knowledge. And that's that's the advantage we have in the diaspora, because we're, we're well-traveled. We see how things are being run.
3: Mm.
2: And, you know, when we speak to our people... But the thing is that do you have influence in speaking to those people? Like Otumba said, don't go back and be doing wedding or parties and everything. When you go back. <laughs> <feel like> that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I feel
2: like that too, man. When, you, when you go back and they feel they feel your influence. You understand? They see I'm your. My nowhere from- now. They see <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> That is where that sense of entitlement came from, because they want to collect money from you. Yeah. You don't have to, you know. Um, and it's that, you know, um, entitlement is part of our culture. In the United States, you don't, know, you know, when your kids start getting to an age, they will go out and work. Mm-hmm. you know but in nigeria you're, till you leave the, till you do nyc till you want to get married you, you want still to get married, is married. yeah you're struggling to feed you mm-hmm. you know so we can't easily get away from the sense of entitlement but
0: mm-hmm. it's still expect- part of the systematic oppression because what? well it's, it's nearly impossible to work and study at the same time in nigeria it's it, it, it's no but I'm it's impossible not.
2: It's not, it's just the culture. I, I used to have a friend in school who had no parents, It was an orphan. And this guy said he borrowed money to come to school that period. He doesn't know how he's going to pay all his bills. And this guy will walk all the streets of the If you give him money to eat, he's going to keep it and start walking, you know, distance to his house. It comes Oh, I think friend. I remember
4: that story. Yeah. <laughs>
2: But this guy went to buy a camera. The first set of pictures he took his school were bad, and everybody wanted to eat him up, but he was consistent. Yeah. And that's how that guy paid his school fee. You mm-hmm. see, it's, it's a mentality issue. It's a sense of entitlement. Yeah. Like, you know, when, you, when, when there's nowhere you want to go, when there's nobody you want to go and meet, and you know that you have to succeed, you will mm. put
4: in our efforts to succeed. I, maybe that's why the government is saying they are lazy because they can't think outside of the box. Like think it, outside. It is a system.
1: But, but yeah. how can they think outside the box when they don't have? They don't have the you know. You're something like that. Mm. To say like, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry for inter, inter- inter- no, inter- no, inter- no. You know right. like. When I I told you earlier that I just made some changes in my office, right? Mm -hmm. And I practically told all the ND holders in my office that I'm a big fan of education. You have to continue your education. You can't be collecting the small salary in my office. and think you're going to live on that. Mm -hmm. So with that, I'm challenging every ND in my office. They become automatic in-house marketer. So you go out there as a marketing agent with me you will make more money, if not 10, 5 enough to 10 what okay, so pay you on a monthly basis. And with that, you have the freedom to go to class and do what you need to do, pay your school fees, and you have a better life. Instead of me just cage you in the office, Monday to Friday, and you can continue with your life. So, like Costan said, people can actually go to school, I mean, can actually do business and go to school. But back then, it's just the mentality that we think, oh, I, can- I have to go to school. I mean, trust me these same people they go do... to school and they still go to club at night
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's at the same time <laughs> no i no. the angle i was coming from in terms of it being borderline possible to work and study let's be honest with ourselves not everybody is going to be business oriented you can be serious you can be a serious-minded person but you just you're just not a business orientated person. Not everybody will succeed in business. That's that's a given. That's on the side. But in terms of work study, I'm talking about work study. The way it is in the diaspora, like I could be I could be um, studying part time, working part time. But there's some there's some actual constructs that government and um, roadblocks that the government um should that that should have. They have um, not provided. So now it is making things borderline impossible. Like when I was in Lagos a couple of years ago, and even when I was even living, um, living in Lagos, to make a trip from the island to the mainland and back home within oh, yeah. however many hours is really, really, really exhausting. So if you live on the island, for example, and most of the good jobs are probably on the island. If you live on the mainland, study on the mainland, and to commute after... Finishing your classes, get to that job without and remember a lot of bosses in Nigeria. In fact, let's not even get into employment laws and the way bosses treat their staff. Let's not even get into that. You're, you're, you're employed for nine to five, but unless Oga has left the office, you yourself cannot leave the office. These are these are the things that I call the Nigerian factor that really do handicap a lot of the population so that's the angle i was coming from in terms Uh, of again i it's always said to me it always circles back to the government really and
2: truly. yeah yeah i will also say that there are no job opportunities like that even the graduates don't have those opportunities but what are we Mm -hmm. looking at because a lot of see when an average nigerian when you're out of college and you're done with your NYSC, where do you want to go to lagos or abuja yeah, yeah they want to leave the, the, the village, the no, village. The pro- i i told you um Shufo, one time that um, the problem we had with our um, oil plantation is that we don't have workers on the farm anymore mm. the, the people that used to work on the farm with us now they sell recharge cards now they ride the or Qaeda. why mm. because they want to make quick money mm. you know it it's 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 a mentality it's you know it it's been embedded in a lot of us Africans. And also, uh, easily when, when a friend comes in and I say, please, can, can you help me handle this? Can you work for me? You first see the person like, what, what's wrong with this guy, man? We went to school together now. How can I be working for you? And I get, you know, how can you paying yeah. you? We, see see that pride. Yeah, the pride without an ego
0: over nothing.
2: <laughs> over they, nothing. Will, they will take the job first after one month. End his alive,
0: stomach.
4: Misbehaving. Exactly.
2: Yeah, you know, but they—they they don't want to learn the ropes. They don't want to. They will envy you for, you know, what you're helping them, because every what I always see, like I, I don't know if I told you this um, sorry before. I studied public administration, but I've always wanted to be in IT. I've been trying to code when I was even in school. I'll go to computer school. I leave my you know main courses. I'll go to one computer school outside town to go quickly learn how to code. So when I was about um, Mm -hmm. serving, they said there was no opportunity for me in the IT frame that I want. I wanted the best. IT firm in Nigeria. Oh, they said, oh, there was no opportunity for me. I keep going to that office every day to the point that the secretary one time said, Give me your number. Then we don't have mobile. So they have to call home. Sometimes the landline will not work. So every time I'll go back there and say, Don't you have an opportunity? One day I just walk in. He said, Your public know?
4: administration. <laughs> you no. want
2: to I worked in there. He said, She said, I've been trying to reach you. Your line is not working. I said, I'm here. What do you want me to do? He said, oh, that was when MTN walked into Nigeria. And they walked into that company and they needed more stuff. That very day, I got the job. I went back home. I told my aunt. I said, I might not be coming back home tomorrow because we have to start working overnight. You know, at that place. Do you know how many weeks and months I started, I, I, I was parading that company. But I started working with them. The first night, I knew, see, I have to learn a lot. I have to be better than the people I met there. I will make sure that these people are comfortable at night when we're working. I will go and make tea for them, buy biscuits for them, for my own lunch money, because I wanted to learn. These people will send me on errands and all of that. In less than two weeks, they started hearing my name from the office. They will call me, oh, Constant, how are you doing? And somebody picked an interest in me, like, Oh, constantly, I need them to go finish up something. I heard that you're learning so fast. Can you go with me to another site? That's how I became their first Abuja staff. They needed to go open Abuja office. I was still a copper. I was still serving. And the guy asked me, he said, would you like to go to Abuja? I said, when? He said, Thursday. I brought my traveling back to office on Thursday. They were not ready. You know, I <laughs> left <them, laughs> it in the car. But there's one thing I did. There was one thing I did then, I, I left, I, I wrote my resignation letter before I even started the work, and I left it on my laptop, and I kept updating it. When I was ready, after four years in Abuja, I was ready. I got, the moment I got to Abuja, I started, I registered my company, I was putting information together, things that I needed to do, and I make up my mind, even though I'm going to be doing the same IT, I'm not going to take, poach any of this guy's businesses. I was focusing on other opportunities in Abuja, but I was learning mm. from them. So when I started the week, I resigned. I started getting big jobs in Abuja, you mm. know. But I was prepared. I went through everything. I will go to anywhere in the north. They send me everywhere. But I was learning, and that's that's the attitude a lot of Nigerians have to put up. And
4: that you know? brings me. To, it brings me to another question, Sefta. I want to think because. I don't know. Maybe it's just peculiar to our generation because now, hearing your own story, it reminds me of my own story of how I also to get to where I got to in Nigeria. And I really also do like I, I done some things that I can't <laughs> even say that if you see my pictures, they like oh ah, okay, do this. <laughs> but now I'm here yeah, chilling, looking like I have never suffered before in my life. I mean, it's so fine. <laughs> but then again, I'm thinking. Is it was it easier for us then? Has it really gotten that bad? Like you know, you said you always go to the, you went back to the office every day to go apply. I me mean, too. I know what I've done just to get to where I, I will stay behind. I will don't shake. Or I'll be looking at them. Ah, I want to learn this thing. I want to learn this. Thing. I'll read books, do everything. And someone's also got an interest in me. That oh, dude, you can do this thing. Why you want to join us? Like, yes, I want to. And I got opportunities. Doors were opened up onto me. So question i have now which i don't know i no none of us can answer maybe because you guys have gone to nigeria back and forth you can tell is are those opportunities not there anymore or is it really well is it really true that they are being lazy and i see the comments from mole to uh, in the chat saying something about uh, nigerians the grassroots mentality of fast cash as has to change teach them how to fish don't give them the fish when they ask for it, um let them work for it, show them how it's done. But then um I think the the, the grassroots really really wants fast cash. Now I think that mentality of first fast cash is what nobody can they don't I don't think they have the tenacity to just keep going back and learning. If,
3: if I can if I can Go
1: call they can call me. earlier when I said um... We should stop going to. I mean, just going to weddings earlier. It sounds like a joke, right? Majority of people in diaspora, we shall go back to. They go back home. I mean, just for the two, two, three weeks they want to for an event,
4: right? They spend money. Uh, three, and, weeks and people, three weeks you two weeks, three weeks, jackpot. And
1: people, people only see that they want to make money like them. Some of some people even come to America. Why after school, what they were doing was just prostitute, professional prostitute and they made it to America and all of a sudden all these young want to be like them. You get my point? They want this fast cash. But the problem that I'm, I'm facing, that, I, that I'm that i trying to, or maybe let me say the obstacle, because that was, that was the first question you asked me, is that when let me use an example. I have a friend, well I will say a friend, it's a family friend, member. Came up to me after school and I mean I didn't even come down. I caught on him, said, dude come here. Alpha, what's going on? Now, what did you do? I mean, I was cool. I was service everything. So I said, okay, look, I'm about to start this company. And is the guy is not in, is not in, region somewhere in, I, I, I said, okay, can you represent my company in this city? This is what you will do. This is what you will do. And this is how much I will pay you as a confirmed salary. And everything every month on top of what you do, you will get commission. This guy ran away. Why? Because he was expecting me to give him three hundred thousand naira to five hundred thousand naira for him to go and start a business that is never that he has never even learned. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you get my point. So people are not just like, uh, as I said, people are not ready to to learn the basics. Even in America here, I've slept inside my car before, for more than two weeks. And when I tell people in Nigeria, they'll be like, oh, no, no, America is full of good." In America, I slept in my car for more than two weeks, so that I can get what I'm looking for. People are not ready to work for you for free to learn. Don't get me wrong People like to take advantage of But when you know where the opportunity is, when you are hungry for something, no matter what they throw at you, the, you can't buy knowledge. You can only acquire it. Yeah. A, uh, and, uh, okay, go ahead. And so, I, and that's my thing, just to respond to okay. That, that.
5: Okay, so... Okay, let, let 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 me, us, Before you jump at it, let me read a few comments here so that we <laughs> don't have a backlog of those. um Just to continue what he said, he said, there, there are a lot of intelligent people in the grassroots. They might be illiterate, but they are not stupid. They have yeah. a brain. They just need... Orientation and help to start up. Yeah. He also said um, because when the grassroots mentality changes, they will stop listening to the politicians, and Nigeria will begin to change gradually. Gradually. Yeah. Um, he uh, said we need people of our thinking and mentality to help change the orientation of the grassroots people. Nothing is impossible. We just need to strategize. Before you jump in, let me just yeah let me just throw in this. I don't know. It's multiple questions, like question one, ABC is under it. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it's true, because I'm thinking from everything Otumar has said and Kostam has said, I've said, I like the fact that, you know, you mentioned going back to actually your main route and not just, oh, I'm going to Lagos to start a business or I'm going to Abja to start a business. And let me digress a little bit, just like how African-Americans, when you tell them invest in Africa, they will tell you, I do not know anybody. There are so many of us in the diaspora that we grew up in lagos or grew up in abuja or grew up in the cities and probably you know we only went to the village when it was for easter or a burial or xyz how do we translate that what would you know what would be your advice in terms of okay fine you're going you're from on those states on the west on the south or you're from you know somewhere in uh Abiyah state what would you advise someone who grew up in lagos to invest to start investing in the real community that he's from that's one question and that question is you know you mentioned an industry of agriculture you mentioned an industry of um you know real estate what would you now advise someone who's probably like you know she's a she's a teacher in houston she's from one village in in bayosa you know those are questions real questions for people who are thinking, what would be your advice to them?
1: I know Costa was going to talk, Yeah, I will let him speak before. Yeah, I think you can add that to,
5: you know, to what I was okay. because I'm just thinking a lot because it applies to me personally. And I believe people who are watching or people who will watch afterwards will also have that questions in mind. Like, okay, yeah. you know, all I know I mean, is Lagos or Abuja.
0: Our, our viewers that consistently tell us that we too, we should come home.
3: Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> so we need these questions
2: to be answered. Yes. Um, before I get to this question, what I wanted to say is that you know mentality can change when you when you keep talking to people. Um I want to when I started my company, I was you know hiring people, and then I, I didn't care if whatever education you have, either from Polytechnic University or anything—I don't care. Or the kind of question I ask is, "How bad do you want it? How hungry are you?" Mm. You know, those are the things I look for, and that's why a lot of the um, young people I'm mentored are mentored and successful today. They—they they call me Taskmaster. I will—I won't will let you rest until you succeed. You know. But look at our educational system. Look at a lot of kids from Covenant University. You can, if you talk to them, you can see a different mentality. Thank you, Constance. Thank
0: you. <laughs> we
2: have one. We have one. Thank you. You understand?
3: That's a Just continue.
2: They think differently because of what has been imbibed in them. So, you. you see, it, it's not just about us going home alone. You see, if we organize this kind of program, or, like, the Youth economy Summit that I said um, I did, if we make it constant, the, a lot of youth, young people back home want a change. They just need a mentor. If we start a mentorship program, and that's what Felagiotto is doing for a lot of the students. And that's why you see most of the students come. Sometimes they don't even know. I didn't even know I have some kind of, you know... Um, Uh, what do i call it skills in me until i started listening to people i started looking for mentors and you know because of the way we grow we are looking for a figure around us your mentor don't have to be where you are i remember i kept saying to my friends that i wanted to be i wanted to meet um, les brown for a long time and i was here in 2010 and one of my friends called me from Nigeria. I said, Brown is going to be in California. I said, I know, I'm in Dallas, but you know, I don't have three thousand dollars to pay. He said, No, I'm not asking you to pay. Check your email. She already paid. Mm. Because I sang it so much that everybody knew I wanted to meet with him. And I wanted, you know, and, and I was able to attend that program. You know, and I learned a lot from him. Also, these people don't even know like Les Brown and everything, but they can see us. They see that our lives have changed from where we used to be to where we are. We can affect their life. Mm-hmm. If we want to do business back home, we can go back to where we want to do business. It's just like people that want to do politics that they live outside. What do you have to do? You have to first get home. Get yourself familiar with people back home. You remember then I used to paint my my uh, game of, uh, i used to think it's white why because i knew yeah. i'm a new face in politics what would people use to identify me so when when i get back home they'll say oh that guy with the white hair uh, that I guy did. with white hair uh, you understand <laughs> you know, i have my white and you know, people will be laughing but that was that was my branding you know so when i went back home people can tell you know and i could, i was talking to people and they were listening to me because they know, oh, this one has something different. I was able, okay. within two weeks, I was able to cover a lot. of things.
0: I was just going to jump in quickly just because we yeah. are a bit pressed for time. So I'm going to ask a yeah. question. It's a pressing question that I just, I don't know. There's something that I've noticed a lot in Nigeria um, as opposed to in the UK over here. When it comes to people in positions of power Especially um, the leaders, the politicians at every level, there isn't really an open door policy. So I know you say you know have influence, have this, be tenacious, be persistent. But how do you tackle that open door policy? Let me read an example to you. And the Nigerian factor in general. So there was um, a tweet I think we first shared with myself and Shops. It goes, um, in the USA, for example, it costs $5 to get a license to fly a drone. You don't talk to anyone. You go online, fill in your details, upload a valid ID, pay the fees, and you have your license printed and also send a PDF to your email. But in Nigeria now, you have to pay 600,000 naira, write an application, start begging this person, wait for six months for approval. If it says, you know, your money is effectively down the drain. So while folks in other countries are building drone tech, we are here dealing with idiots in the government. And it really, really struck a chord in me. How do you overcome that lack of open door policy? Because I think on previous episodes, um, a number of our guest hosts have made suggestions about people at the grassroots. You don't have meetings. You don't call on your house of rep. But when you don't even have access to these people, you find yourself
2: kind of stuck. If you want to have access to them, you will definitely have access to them. I, I I'll give wow. two examples. You <laughs> see, I, have, I have a friend that left the United States and is part of the Enough is Enough group in Nigeria. Yami Adamolekun, Yami left the goodies of this country to go back, and I keep wondering, hey, are you okay? You understand, but but yes, yeah, she is. She wants a change, and she's pursuing it and she's campaigning. Are we campaigning enough for what we want? The second person I told the triple about is uh, one of my friends that is tackling the Nigeria Delta people right now. Me and this guy ran for an office at the same time, but he's, he's back in Nigeria, he's there, you know, but he kept, how did he get those data? Because he was persistent, you know, he went there and said he want transparency and they started campaigning. So they formed the group and they campaigned. They are on TV, they are everywhere. If it's something we want badly, we can campaign. And you know why? We have a good advantage because we're from here. Five dollars, ten dollars—it doesn't have to be. $1, yeah, that's $1, what $1, I was going to you know, say. Five, I
0: mean, for for the diaspora, it's a, it's a sad thing to say, but I think we mentioned it in one of our previous um, episodes when we were talking about accents. There's a kind of mentality in Nigeria, and it's all across them. But coming from the diaspora, it almost gives you an up. So how about people who have not left Nigeria, who are Nigerians living in Nigeria, they don't have the background? Because for me,
3: sometimes and when I go where, to Nigeria, I, I know I get, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, get I get access. Yeah. Yeah, access to, to certain
4: we things. Come we come in, that's where we can make our own impact in the grassroots. We understand the grassroots are challenged with a lot, mm. but we in the in the where diaspora need to go back home and encourage and support whatever good ideas that they have. That's 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 where we I think that's where we come in going back okay. to support yeah I agree okay, okay, is is straight straight
0: closing, our closing comments our closing
1: comments sorry I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna make very snap. constant just said it we I mean all these um examples are people that left the US or UK to Nigeria that is the beginning of the, the forcing we asked in the beginning we need people like you and I in diaspora to go back home, mentor these people, our mate to lead the movement. We've seen both sides of the equation, and that part is missing. And to answer a first uh, question, yes, I'm from Ilorijo, and I always say it. Ilorijo has the Federal Polytechnic. I'm into real estate. Constant said we have expert in different. Things. I am an expert when it comes to real estate. Mm. I've looked around. There, for me, how can I come to to make an impact in you know, Niloty using real estate, I this polytechnic doesn't have um, doesn't have uh, what's it called hostel. I've designed three different hostel that make sense. Some for high level uh, students, even a community of twenty uh, properties for t- teachers and people that work in the in, in Federal police. I don't have to come up with all the money to build this estate. That's where the people in That's the hospital where- and tap into that opportunity.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Invest in people like me into that project so that you can impact people's life. I mean, for example, the the, the one hostel will probably provide about 10 to 12 constant jobs.
3: Mm-hmm. You get my
1: point, And safety for the students. Mm-hmm. So things like that. We just have to get you, I mean, we just have to tap into it, like something like that, instead of I mean, if you don't want to go back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very,
3: very,
0: very, very insightful, educative, points like this is i think this is now my favorite
3: episode <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and,
2: and you know, so, to wrap up my point i would say it's not everybody because of the family ties and everything we have here it's not everybody that's going to go back home it's not everybody that's interested in, in, in business businesses like that but also what you guys are doing right now we can take it back home you understand if it's If we're taking two weeks off, we know that you can do it in Nogun, you can do it in Lagos, you are doing it on those things, you know, and keep mentoring people. By the time people register and subscribe to them, and they can listen to you online every time, and also once in a while they see us, we go with people that they respect in the community, their mentality will start changing. You know, some people, all they needed to do is to look inward, and they will find what they are looking for. You know, and, and the resources they have, is, they need is even just within their, you know, environment. And they will look for it. You know, mm. I, I've, I've seen people that I can work with, they can do woodwork. And you see, we, we look down on, especially people from those uh, technical colleges and all that. Those people just yeah. with their hands. They can do a lot of stuff, you know. Mm. So we see people with woodworks and all those stuff. And and they, we can help them market. Yeah, I have a friend that market, uh, um, 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 they call it... Um, all the skincare skincare product from Nigeria. Now they ship it to them in the US. Here they will repackage oh, it here. Oh, butter. Uh, I know you yeah.
4: mentioned something about shea butter too.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. So they sell it on eBay. Those guys cash in about an average of ten thousand dollars every month. Ooh. So Over when,
4: to Nigeria.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend is in Maryland, right? Right here. So you know we can help them you know access to the market do this thing we can help you repackage and we'll sell it here we'll buy it off them and come and sell it here you know and you start encouraging people like that we can do a lot of things together Mm -hmm. you know to help the people back home and when the mentality start changing we will see that our politics also will start changing
4: great 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 my own final point is simple. Like I've learned a lot from both of you, man. Like, one thing I, I learned, big thing that I learned from what Constant said, is that you need to get your own people. Like, um, I'm from Marshall State, so Marshall State people, quite let's do something.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> get your own people, come together, even in the, in, the, in America, and think of what you can do to the grassroots to to make the. And it doesn't really necessarily have to cost us. Um, too much, a lot of money to, to implement these things. That's what I've learned. And I think uh, we need to, we definitely need to go into the grassroots and do all this. That's my final point. Really good episode. Thank Fair. you. Della, you guys want yeah.
5: To um, closing remark this has been very, very educated because this is the first time I'm actually speaking to um, Nigerians who are actually doing straight to the grassroots and not just. Anyone you speak to when they say you know I'm tired of America or I'm tired of the UK and I want to go back, what you start hearing what they have in stock, they be like, eh, I want to go to Lagos, I want to go to Abuja, yeah. and left to me that hasn't encouraged me personally because I start to think like you know it's too saturated, you know, and also to me I think this has really been very very educative. I'm also from Ondo State, I'm from Ondo Town actually, and. Um, it has given me a lot to think about I as okay what can i actually do and how can i even if i may not have the resources if i have the idea at least who can i speak to who are the network i can start to build I as okay what can we do so um you know on behalf of myself i'd like to thank you guys for educating me <laughs> Yeah. On, on <laughs> Honestly,
0: that. It, it's really been a it's really been a pleasure. Thank you so much for honoring our invite, most especially um Because last week I was just feeling your comments, like, nah, 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 nah. We need to get you on the show, <laughs> and it's it, it's not been. I haven't regretted that decision at all. So thank you so much. Thank you also for tuning in to our show um, when and as you can. And to all our regular viewers as well, thank you so much for consistently supporting us. And don't forget to follow our social media handles, especially on YouTube. Turn on post notifications. Just so that when the days and the nights get busy, you get a notification asking us, um, asking you to join us because we are live. And And also um, share with your friends, leave your comments, any suggestions are always welcome. Yeah, sure.
4: One one final point I just want to make is Constance said something about we can do what that's what we're trying to do with our show we're using this show to connect to people this is our own part of connecting to the grassroots really this show is not to bash nigeria but it's just to open the eyes of the grassroots and everyone in nigeria to see what they really need to do and see what it is like over here and why the changes they need to make over there and this is what we're trying to do with our show so anybody that's passionate passionate about nigeria about the grassroots please connect with us and we can always try to connect back to Nigeria and this show is always on YouTube. You can always watch and learn from it. So great experience guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you constant. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.
3: Thank you so much everyone. Yeah, everybody. Have a great
0: week ahead.